What's going on, Collective listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Samson Strength Coach Collective Podcast. Obviously, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, today, we have Nicole Jimenez, who is the head training conditioning coach for Missouri State women's basketball. Um, she and I go way back and uh, from, our, from our days at UConn, and this is an excellent episode. Obviously, it's, uh, you know she brings a lot of great insight as to how she manages some of the in-season load, um, and obviously, uh, some of the adjustments she makes, how she thinks about things, the lens she looks through when programming. Um, and, and you know, for her coming in uh, to a new situation as well. It's, it's really great insights to how she was able to handle something like that um, and her plans for the future for this particular team. But uh, great stuff overall. So enjoy the episode and we'll catch you guys on the back end. Yeah, welcome. Appreciate you being here. Would love to just, uh, well, first, why don't you uh, tell us where you are currently? What is your current job title because i know you've been bouncing around and all that kind of stuff and i i know but like where where are you at and who are you working with right now let's get that on record first well first thank you anthony for having me no doubt. um and it's good seeing you yeah. um i'm currently at missouri state missouri state and then the so, teams and which teams are you working with there uh women's basketball and women's golf and that's why you are so busy and it was tough to find a time to actually, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, all right. So yeah, you're, you're in, yeah. So that's awesome though. That's super cool. So like, just for context for all the listeners, like obviously I met Nicole when we were at UConn um, and you were at UConn for a little bit, right? Like how many, how many years were you at UConn for? It was about eight to nine months. Yeah. Okay. So not, 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 it seemed like so much longer than that. Dang. Maybe it's cause my time there seemed like it took so damn long. I was like, man. I but yeah, no, that's awesome. All right. Yeah. Cause I mean, you were, you were with, working with Hootie on women's, women's basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. So anyway, before we get into all that, I just want to let you tell your story. Obviously, like I said, for the listeners, I was telling the I think there's some like tea, like caffeine in this tea or something like that. I don't know what is going <laughs> on, but I'm not, I don't, I'm like super sensitive to caffeine. So if I'm a little extra wired for this particular podcast, I apologize. Probably talking way too fast already. So I'm going to slow things down. I'm going to let you talk, Nicole, and let me know. Uh, you can take this thing as far back as you want. Like, I know you're not like super old or anything like that. I don't want to make you seem like you're super old, but thank ta- you. Take, it, take <laughs> us as far back as you like. Like, where did this whole thing start? Like, where did this whole journey start for you? Uh, and kind of take us through the years leading up to, to where you're at now, obviously, with Missouri State. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I grew up in the weight room. Um, my dad was a football coach, so I was always, and he was a high school football coach, so he had to run both, you know, the on-field stuff, coaching them, and then the weight room sessions. Um, so I was always around that atmosphere. Um, I was, I was observing and like seeing how they moved and, you know, I was this young little kid around these big guys. But I loved it. I loved the energy. I loved the com- the competitiveness, you know, that these guys had. And um, so, you know, I'm I'm I have four siblings. We all grew up playing sports. All competitive. You're one of five. Um, yes. Oh, so am I. I'm the I'm the I'm the oldest of five boys, actually. Well, one of four. Oh, one of four. Okay. Oh okay. no, one of five. Sorry, I, I get what you're saying. One of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're one of five. Including yeah. me. So where where are you at in the rankings, and what's the breakdown? I'm in the middle. I'm oh, third. you're the middle child. Do you have yeah. do you have middle child syndrome like my brother? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay, all right, that's good. Um, so, and then you and you, how many girls and boys are there? So I have two older sisters, and then I have two younger brothers. Oh, that's sick. That's a great mix up. That's that's a great mm-hmm. combo there. All right, sorry, keep going. Yeah, no. So, um, you know, my my mom was an only child, uh, only mother raising us. Mm-hmm. Um, a single parent raising us five kids. And so just, wow. you know, 
seeing her work hard, um, trying to get us to every AU or practice, like she made it happen. Um, and yeah, so from there, that's kind of where like my passion, I guess, kind of started, um, with sports and all of that. Um, and then I obviously played basketball. Um, I played Juco in Broward Community College for two years, and then I transferred over to Seton Hall, which is in New Jersey. Yeah, nice. Um, big move. I, <laughs> yeah. So I'm from Miami, Florida, so it was like a complete culture shock. Oh, um, okay. Especially with the weather. Yeah. Um, but anyways, played basketball at Seton Hall. And my athletic trainer, um, at first I was getting my undergrad in psychology, so I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was even like playing with the idea of playing overseas. Um, And then my athletic trainer was like, you should look into, you know, strength and conditioning, go to Springfield College. Like, you love the weight room. Um, And mind you, like, I'm 5'2", so, like, I always had to do the extra stuff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So um, I was always in the weight room. And so I met with Glenn Klain. He's over at Rutgers. Um, And he kind of spoke to me on what the field is like, what you're going to have to go through, um, even like salary-wise is an ideal, things like that, that he was just preparing me and making sure like, if this is what you want to do, like, this is some of the things that you're going to encounter yeah. and it may be difficult. Yeah. Um, so I loved it, got into Springfield College, did my two years there. I was a graduate, graduate assistant my second year, um, had multiple teams between you know basketball, soccer, diving, gymnastics. Um, it was a great experience. Like I loved it. That's it. Um, and if ever, anyone's looking to go get their master's degree, Springfield College is where it's at. Yeah. You're you get hands-on experience. Um, you're very, very, very much involved, and they're just continually growing over there with technology and stuff like that. So it's awesome. Um, I mean, Dr. Thompson and you know, Dr. Both of them, MK Fight and Adam Fight, like they're amazing people. Yeah. Um, they took me under their wings and. They're one of like the reasons why I'm where I'm at right now, Man, for sure. That's awesome. Um, because I will say I wasn't the best student. <laughs> <laughs> you but anyway, that's both. a different story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> um, so yeah, after I did my uh, two years there, then I got my internship over at UConn, um, and then in between I interned with Rutgers. Um, I had a virtual internship with Elon because of COVID. Right. Um, but it, they still did an amazing job. Like, and, yeah, you know, the virtual internship. Yeah, that's why I would see that all yeah. the time, and I'm like, dang, how does that work? Like, I had an idea of how it might work. You know what I mean? But yeah, how like how did they how did they make that? Was it you just had like constant contact and stuff like that? Yeah, so it was. We met with a bunch of different um, strength coaches mm. that they would connect us with, and then it was obviously on Zoom, and it was either different pre- presentations or it was a live Q and A. And then each day was something different. Um, we also had to send them like programs. They would look over it, give us feedback. Sure. Um, they did a really good job. Like I learned a lot, even though it was virtual and I was yeah. like, hands on as much. Oh yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then, um, so yeah, after, you know, UConn, then I got the job at Sacred Heart. I know it sounds right. crazy, but I was on, yeah, I was only there for two months, literally two months. Yeah. Um, because then I got the call from Coach Cunningham, um, where which is where I'm at now, Missouri State, and 
I mean, it was just one of those situations where it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. Sure, yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, like I love Sacred Heart and the people there and the athletes there. Um, I mean, I was working with rugby, which I had never worked with before, and I loved it. You know, it was a physical contact sport. I mean, these females got after it. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. Um, obviously, I worked with women's basketball. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so and also volleyball. So I loved ha- having multiple sports and stuff like that, but I knew where I wanted to end up and what, it, which was to primarily like focus on basketball. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I mean, if you know Coach Cunningham and her resume, where she's been and who she is, um, and now I've had the opportunity to know who she is as a person. Sure. Outside of what you just read on her. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, she's an amazing person. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. I'm right now in Missouri State. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, congratulations. That's super cool. I mean, it's 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 always wild. And that's what I think I like about the podcast. Is you get to talk to people who like you had talked to like at a previous point in their life, and then obviously now, you know what I mean? It's like you made like like you said, like two or three steps since you know I last talked yeah. to you, right? So um, no, nah, it's super cool. It's super cool. And I'm sure the people at Sacred Heart, like everybody knows how this stuff works, you know what I mean? And and you know, and, and even in that situation, like obviously I'm sure you handled like it was hard. Yeah, it it's was hard. Yeah, it's tough, it's tough, right? Because you it's 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 always the players, right? Like and it's like the players and it's like the coaches who actually give you an opportunity to like express your ideas and thoughts and like work with them and stuff like that. Was that I'm assuming that is that what was probably the most difficult piece, right? It was like the fact that I like, mean, you, for someone sure. trusted you first, right? You know? Yeah, for sure that. And then I still get, you know, messages from them and they're good kids, like checking in on me and I'm like, checking in on me. Like I'm good. Like how are you yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the hardest thing was like coach fee, you know, he was, yeah, he's developing something over there. And then I just left within two months. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm sorry, that's but... so, it's always tough. But yeah, he's a good dude though. But like he, he's awesome, he knows, yeah. like he gets it. You know what I mean? And I think you know, I, I, I mean, as an athlete, like my, if I was you know doing the same thing, I'm like thinking to myself, dang, she's going out to Missouri. Like, yeah, that's probably why they're checking on you because you know, us, us East Coast people, like we don't know what happens in the middle states. You know what I mean? Those like flowers, <laughs> there's, like, there's landlocked states where there's like no beaches and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, what goes on out there, man? Well, they were <laughs> before I left. They were like, oh, have fun in. Um misery state or whatever i'm like oh my god no i got i got a few i got a few friends from from that area actually i've heard i've heard nothing but great things so like is it no it's not bad is it like um i mean is it like beautiful where you're at like is it like a city or is it like i don't even know where missouri state is like it's springfield it's in springfield oh okay um yeah um it's it's small yeah i mean you i'm like probably like 30 minutes from Ozarks. Nice. Um, That's sick. I mean, have you gone if there you yet? like the outdoors, I, I've driven by it. Yeah. I haven't actually like gone there yet. Um, I mean, technically you are still in Ozarks, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And everything. yeah. Um, uh, I mean, if you like the outdoors and stuff like that, like there's things to do. Yeah. Um, I like fishing. I like hiking. So I'm always trying to find oh, okay. places where I can do those things. Yeah. Um, so I keep myself busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you're from Miami. So it's what like, you make of it. That's a, that's a little bit of a, that, that's totally different. Oh like, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, it's very different. Yeah. Very yeah. Different. That's cool. That's cool. So as far as like your responsibilities right now with, with basketball, like what does that consist? Cause obviously you guys just came off the season, right? Like you said it ended with like two or three weeks ago. Right. So, um, yeah. how was the season for you guys? And like, maybe you want to talk a little bit about like what it felt because like, you, you, you jump in there like right before the season started. Was it like right, right. Where the season started? Yeah. So I was here in April. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so last April. So a year. So you had a little, yeah. So you had the summer, obviously, to kind of like spread spring in the yep. summer to kind of um, implement. But how how was that? You know, like first like time, like obviously, like you know, big basketball stage. You know what I mean? You're 
you're running the show, right? So how was that for you, that transition? What were some of the thoughts that were going through your mind? Um, so your first question is how was the transition? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I was nervous. Hell yeah. I would be too. <laughs> um, you know, you've got coach Cunningham coming from Duke, coming from Notre Dame. Um, she's been around the best of the best. Um, so yeah, I was nervous. Um, but then once I got to know her and what her expectations were, um, and she allows me to do my job. She doesn't micromanage. Nice. Um, so once I understood that, then I just got rolling, yeah. you know? Um, I think, honestly, maybe the hardest transition was just, obviously, it's a totally different, like, we don't have a strength and conditioning department. We don't have a director. Really? Like UConn does. Yeah. Um, so, like, little things like that is, was, was hard. Um, yeah. Because you, you're trying to look to someone for answers and there wasn't any yeah yeah <laughs> you know they all left already so how is it set up there then if there's no like strength and conditioning department like is it just, um, it's just so, the coaches like that's it like, it's just that you know i mean you guys kind of just do your thing basically um i mean my supervisor is my swa mm. um and then obviously coach cunningham um but i mean as you know like they're not really in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so that was hard at first. Um, so that was a hard transition. Um, and then I guess the the hard transition as well was like it was a brand new staff coming in. Like AT was new. <laughs> the entire staff is brand new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no one knew what happened previous or whatnot. Even like the girls that we had. Yeah. Um, we had a brand new roster. Yeah. Um, That's almost from, you know. Almost all 12 kids are brand new, except for like a few of them, like three or four. Um, I guess that could be a good thing in some cases, right? Like everyone's kind of coming in together and you guys, you guys can all get a chance to grow together. That kind of what you you looked at. Yeah. So I think, I think culture wise and all that. Yeah. You know, cause I think like, that's probably like the toughest piece is if you have anything that's been done prior in terms of tradition, it's kind of tough to come in there. And so, um, yeah, so, like, as you guys started to get moving, like, was it pretty easy to connect with some of the – I mean, you're super personable, so, like, was yeah. it pretty easy to, like, start connecting with some of the, you know, the athletes and uh, and just, like you said, like, coaches are all brand new, too. So, they got to be thinking, like, oh, like, what are we getting ourselves into here? Like, what's this going to be like? Yeah. Yeah, I think in the beginning, right, it was just, like, trying to figure out, okay, when would be the best times to train our athletes? Sure. Um, before or after practice, um, in the morning or in the afternoon or midday, like, things yeah. like that that um, – I mean, it wasn't hard, but it, again, just communication. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we, you know, we figured that out as far as the athletes goes. Um, they're, they're great. They're a great group yeah. of, you know, kids. Um, I love working with them. I really don't have any like much trouble with, with that area. Yeah. Honestly, like I didn't coaching think you is probably the easiest part of the day, you know, yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's the fun part of the day. Like, let's go, let's get after it, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's the easy stuff, right? As I figured, I figured yeah. you would have no problems with any yeah. of that stuff. It's just a matter of like all the logistics and stuff. And then obviously, so and you guys are playing exactly. like on a pretty grand stage, like 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 you guys are playing some big time teams and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was like the travel and all that kind of stuff. Like, was that something that you had to get used to, or was it like you know working on that stage something you're pretty pretty comfortable with? No, um, for the little time that I was at Sacred Heart, I was traveling with them, so I kind of had a feel for you know what to do in the hotels yeah. and stuff like that. Nice. Um. And I was an athlete myself when we were traveling a lot. So right, the traveling yeah. piece, like I'm, I was, I was used to that, sure. um, where you're constantly having to pick up and leave, 
during the weekend and whatnot. Sure. Um, obviously, that's not for everyone, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because um, you want to be there. Uh, you've been a part of a lot of things in the process with these kids. Like, you want to go to their games. Um, if they need anything, you're there. If they need to be stretched, they need to do some exercise. Like, you want to be there. Yeah. You know? Um, and then I, I also have my hand in nutrition as well. So, like, we'll be on the roads and I'm making them smoothies or PB's and J's and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah. I mean, traveling's fun, too. You get to see different parts of, you know, different states and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's sweet. And as far as, like, the actual... Like, as you started to get your bearings a little bit and that communication with, you know, the coaches and things like that, like, how did that actually start to, to like, formulate? Like, how did it get to a point where you're like, all right, you know, now I'm able to kind of feel like, like, is it at the point now where you feel like you can kind of, like, express your opinion on certain things and maybe even, like, communicate all that kind of stuff? Like, do you feel pretty comfortable doing that? Um, honestly, uh like she she made it very easy from the from the get-go oh, okay. i think i i actually probably put more pressure on myself <laughs> you know like she was like probably she wanted me to say more mm. or um i guess do more yeah and i was kind of like i'm not used to this you know sure. um i'm used to always like being questioned or in a sense micromanaged <laughs> or being told what i can and cannot do right so then now when i was given the other end of the stick i was like I didn't know what to do, you know, like, I don't have to. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, strength coaching, man, we've been, we've been in jail for so long, and then he's like, you let us out, <laughs> like, yo, what? I don't know how to live yeah. a regular life. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, she, she, she's one of those people where, you know, you're an expert at this, I'm an expert at this, um, and she lets you do your thing. Yeah, yeah. As long as, you know, you're having these kids produce and they're able to do what they're supposed to do. Sure. Um, and she makes that known, like, I won't ever forget the first time we, we, we spoke in a meeting and she was just kind of like, I want no injuries. <laughs> I like, oh, okay. Right. I have an idea. Um, but I get what she was saying, you know, like, yeah. um, but no, she's great. She's awesome to work for. Um, I, like I said, I probably made it harder on myself, Yeah. Um, but she keeps her door open and she's open to discussion. And, um, if she sees something, then she'll let me know, and vice versa. So yeah, it's good. That's a pretty tall task, though. I mean, you come in there like if I had a coach come in there, be like, "Hey, Ann, I want no injuries." <laughs> I'm like, "All right, I got the perfect plan for these this no injury thing that we want. Right? <laughs> we're just not going to show up to any of the games, and we're not <laughs> right. we're not going to practice at all either." And they'd be like, "What?" I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's like it's like honestly one of the best, like most foolproof, like like robust plans I can ever put. Like you know, they talk about injury prevention. We just we're just not going to play the sport at all and we'll never get injured <laughs> and we will lock we will lock that in but yeah that, that's yeah. that's tough but like so, so as far as like obviously like communicating like around injuries and stuff like that like were you able to like how did you kind of like break it down to her that like hey like injuries are probably going to be a result of like practice load and like obviously like you know how we're kind of well, meshing some of these things <laughs> or, or did you or like were you like you know new job and you're just kind of like all right i'm gonna just i'm gonna just promise this woman whatever i need to promise her to make her happy and then i'm just gonna go out there and do what the best i can no, I mean, it was kind of, like, I get where she was coming from. Yeah. Like, just make sure that things are limited and yeah. we're reducing That's certain good. things. Yeah. Um, and she was great with that because, so we have Catapult. Nice. And so we were able to, you know, utilize um, load management yeah. and, and she was in on it. Yeah. So. Um, That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> she's great. Yeah. She was great. It was easy to talk to her. 
Um, obviously, there's always bumps and roads. It's not always easy, but it's sure. just two people trying to be on the same page and yeah. trying to clear things up and communicate. Yeah. Um, and obviously, do what's best for the kids at the end of the day. Yeah. So. Yeah. What were some of the things that you thought, like, as far as, like, obviously being able to, re- I'm sure you did some reflecting. I know you don't have a ton of time to reflect on, like, things that went well throughout the season or whatever, because it's kind of like quick turnaround. You just guys, like, get back into it or whatever. But, um, yeah, what were some of the things that you got, you thought you did well from, like, a strength and conditioning perspective? Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you were probably like, all right, like, this is going well. I really like this. And then, like, here's something for next season that I might want to kind of, like, tweak a little bit, if, if you can let us in on some of that information, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you asked me that because um, Coach had asked me that in our like meeting, like reflect, reflecting on the season. Yeah. Um, and I had actually made like a whole PowerPoint and I broke it down. <laughs> oh, dang. Good. I didn't expect her to ask me that, uh, <laughs> but I'm glad I had it prepared. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so much, right? So you have your off season, you have your in season, you have your um, postseason and whatnot. Yeah. And I'm the type of coach that um, programs on a daily. Mm. Um, I know not most do that. I know you guys have like two to four weeks and then you change your program, things like that. Um, so I have a bunch of notes because I do it on a day-to-day basis. Um, and so I was able to show her my, you know, my PowerPoint in a sense, like my notes for myself. And then she was like, oh, okay. Like you have it handled then. Like, you know, (laughs) um, and I mean, honestly, I'm still learning and I'm still growing. Um, so even if I might've thought that it went well, um, it probably didn't. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm always constantly having to go back, um, because that's the thing too. Like one athlete might've felt it went well, and then another one might not have felt, um, benefits from it, um, from the certain exercise or program that we had that day. Right. So, um, you're constantly having to revamp things and change things. Um, and one of the, I'm sure, you know, one of the big things right now is like isometrics, sure, right? Yeah. Um, these kids coming in are very young and all they're doing is playing basketball. Right. Like all they're doing between AAU, they've been playing since they were like five years old. Yeah. And I'm talking about females here where like, that's all they're doing and they, they haven't lifted up a weight, right. you know? Um, and I mean, we, that's a whole rabbit hole that we can go into, but, yeah. um, that's kind of like what I was dealing with uh, with this first group. It was taking into perspective that they haven't trained for years. And then on top of that, it's probably been like two years right. that they haven't played between COVID and then kids who um, either didn't play or then I'm having freshmen coming in. Right. So we needed like, we just needed a solid base yeah. at first, you know, um, I wasn't too, I wasn't really on top of like their conditioning because I knew that was going to come with practice. Sure. So like my main f- focus then was just making sure that they were strong enough to handle the forces that were about to come yeah. <laughs> in our three hour practices from our eight hours a week to our 20 hours. A week. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was like my main focus um, in, the, in the top of my head. But then looking back, right, I'm like, OK, I, I could have done a little bit more like conditioning sure. stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so there are things like that that I'm looking to change and, and make some changes on. Um, but again, like I said, like my main focus is just making sure that they are strong enough, their hips are stable, they're, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the whole chain from top to bottom yeah. um, was strong enough to, one, handle these these girls that they were going to play against at this level. Yeah. You know, Missouri State is known to win and go to the NCAA tournament. Sure. 
Um, so yeah, there's a lot that, you know, I would, I would have loved to have changed, but I guess that's, you know, where I have this year and, you know, yeah. continuing to make those changes and yeah, I think it's always it's always tough to do everything in one year, right? You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's sure. and it's like one of those things where like if you're everywhere, you're nowhere, right? So it's like you focused exactly. on like one or two things that you wanted to be like great at, and obviously check off that box. And I think that I I personally like that idea, right? Like, and I totally understand where you're coming from, where it's like, hey, listen, we're gonna get a lot of that aerobic work, that like specific style of conditioning from playing the sport itself. So it's like do I need to like, should I like take a ton of time when, when you probably don't have a ton of time anyway to like work with them. Yeah. Right. So it's like, why not just use that time to obviously build them up, get them robust? Because like you said, and I think that like you said, like yeah. it's kind of a thing with like all basketball, like all basketball players, a lot of basketball players I've worked with, like they're all great. You know what I mean? But a lot of them do mm -hmm. just play basketball. Right. And they've done that for like mm -hmm. a long time, like men's and women's like a lot, like even like high schoolers I've worked with, you know what I mean? Like they just, they just play basketball. And so, um, you know, I think they're, and then they get, they get in the weight room. And as long as you kind of like, you know, kind of like tailor it in a way where it's like, okay, like, Hey, here's, here's how we're going to help you out. And I think like things like isometrics for those guys and like all that kind of stuff, I think it'd be great, you know, but it's like, as long, basically as long as it doesn't mess up their jump shot, they're all in, like they're cool with it. You know what I mean? Like that's really what it comes down to. Like, as long as they're like, Hey coach, like as long as it just doesn't mess up my shot, like I'm down for whatever. Like they're all usually cool dudes. So like, I don't know. I mean, um, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. You know, the programming day to day, um, you know, that I also like because I feel like, you know, especially in season where it's like, you don't know what your body's going to be giving you, you know, on any given day, coming off game days, coming off practices, whatever, you have no really, no idea like what really is going to be touched on. I'm assuming you kind of had like some like general themes or whatever that you try to like stick with throughout like some of that programming, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah, I think, I think that's cool. I think it's, and then, yeah, maybe like this year, cause I always kind of battle with that same concept. Like how early out do we really need to start doing all this aerobic work? You know what I mean? And really try to, and I know it's one of those things where it's like it's a, it's a it's a quality that takes a little while to develop. I know you can hang on to it yeah. for a little bit, but it's like, you know, maybe you have more time with them this year. You kind of like take your take your time with some of that stuff. But um, but I agree. Like I think that's a that's a great plan. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking about my thinking like high schoolers coming in, having to play against some of the players that like some of the females are gonna be playing against. Like like shoot like those girls would toss me around you know what i mean like i was just like you know what i mean i'm like dang like yeah. it's no it's no joke you know so um mm -hmm. no nah, that's cool but yeah so um as far as like the day-to-day -day programming and stuff like how would you kind of like maybe like walk us through for like some of the people who are like hey how does that work right like maybe some of like the just like the general thought process you would have coming in on like a morning or something like that like all right like here's what i saw yesterday like what, what were your, your thoughts on some of that yeah um i mean we have sparta force plate so i utilize that a lot nice um honestly a lot that I've learned from, you know, I learned from Hoodie. Yeah. Um, so just being under her um, and observing her and what she did and how she did it and why she did it, right? Yeah. Um, I kind of took that over to Missouri. Um, obviously, of course, you know, I have my hand in it too, right? Like it's not just, um, I guess, Hoodie's program in a sense, you know. Oh, sure. She was yeah. doing the same thing, like changing things from the day to day. Um, but I think that comes with the process of like having a good eye for movement, right? Um, where let's say you did have something planned for that day, you can change it on the spot. Yeah. Like you don't look good right now. Like I'm cutting you off right now after this set. Yeah. Um, things like that. So having a good eye for movement, being being aware of your athletes and how they move and why they move. Yeah. Um, like I I had out of my three freshmen, two of them came in with already torn ACLs. Wow. So their movement by um, mechanics were 
were awful. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah, but, um, yeah. So with them, it was like, okay, we're going to do this today. All right, you come in tomorrow, jump for me. Let's see how you did. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling? It's, you know, obviously, again, communicating with them. How are you feeling today? Oh, I'm not feeling so well. My hip's tight or whatever. All right, we'll, we'll do this instead. Sure. Um, so it's a day-to-day thing between communicating, using our Sparta Force Base, um, and then going from there. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. No, it definitely does. That's a, that's the thing. Like, it, it, I mean, obviously, it helps when you have technology, right? And you can, like, kind of use some, like, yeah, you know, actually exactly. have some, like, data to be able to. And it probably helps, too, whenever you're trying to, like, communicate something to a coach, too. It's like, hey, this is the, this is what I base my decision off of. I was yeah. thinking more along the lines of, too, like, you know, you think about, like, a day-to-day type style of programming, and it's like, you know, sort of like that, that non-linear way of looking at things where you just know the mm-hmm. season is not mm-hmm. going to be linear. Like, man, it's like, it's, it's exactly. just it's wild. Right. You know, but I think that's, I think it's super helpful. I guess my thought, but like, if I was to do it, um, I guess I wonder if it's like, like, did you try to stick with like similar movements, movement patterns in terms of like some of the exercise, sure. right? Like that's probably the for only sure. thing that I would think might be. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'll let you elaborate on that. Yeah. No. Yeah, for sure. You, you still have your main movements, right? Like yeah. your squats, your hinges, yeah. um, you know, I'm I'm a big Olympic weightlifting coach, so yeah. my cleans were in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just making sure. Um, I think the biggest thing is like, like one kid may have a shoulder issue, another kid may have a foot issue, so you're incorporating more things to work on those sure. movements. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you still have your meat and potatoes. You know. Yeah. Um, maybe your your little side dishes are different for each athlete. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of how I did it. And then I think the cool thing that is new that I learned this year and I'm still working with um, figuring out new ways um, and seeing if it is even working, you know, is Sparta Force Plate. They have um, a jump shift now. So um, we've incorporated like using your non-dominant. Oh, okay. I say non-dominant to my athletes. Um, your non-dominant leg, whether it's, I mean, we could change it. It could be a posterior chain. It could be knee dominant, hip dominant, whatever the case may be. Um, but we'll only use that one side. Um, and what we've seen so far is they're jump shifting away from their injured leg, Uh, from their previous injured leg. Um, and sometimes like the eye can't catch that, you know? Yeah, that's why. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like you think you're looking at their squad, like oh, it's perfect. They go to the to the to the force plate, and it's like way above ten. So the scale is from zero to ten. Yeah. And I'll have kids, you know, shifting like twenty five. I'm like, whoa, okay, <laughs> like yeah. we need to make some changes, right? So, yeah. um, and then they'll come in the next day, and it's like five. And it's like okay, so something's happening. But then we started to find different trends and like. Okay, post games, <laughs> they're really shifting over. Yeah. And then um, anything um, around the games, like they were fine. Like it was pretty even or whatnot. So that then that just goes to show you like post games, they're probably, you know, favoring a lot. They're doing the same move or, sure. you know what I mean? Um, that's what they feel more comfortable doing on the court. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, um, that makes sense. Especially if you're right hand dominant or if you're left hand dominant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, so again, I think just like anything, and Hoodie, Hoodie has said this more, um, many times. Like, um, there's there's got to be a balance, right? Um, and then also understanding that like, there's no solution, right, to anything. You're always gonna lose something. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's a good point. Um, yeah. 
So it's trying to figure out, okay, what am I, what am I willing to give up? Sure. Right. To make sure that we're able to gain something else over here. Yeah. Um, so that's something that like, I'm always going back and forth in my head when I'm writing like our training programs and stuff like that. Like, what am I willing to, you know, give up for a little two weeks or three weeks? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the trade-offs, the compromises. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So it, it's, yeah. Cause I think those trade-offs and compromises are so crucial. Cause like, that's how, like, I feel like I would always try to communicate things to coaches too. Like you'd be like, Hey, <clears throat> if you want to do this thing or you want to do that thing, this is what we would be getting from it. This is what we would be compromising, like in you know, the trade-offs and kind of stuff and things like that. So I would imagine that see, at first, when you talked to me about like the jump shift, I was thinking that one might be favored or whatever after a post, just solely based off of like fatigue right but you're talking about just because of the mm-hmm. fact that just like the movement pattern is just like being ingrained over and over again throughout a game obviously and you know i think like like you said like you're you're probably thinking like i mean some of those like compensation patterns or whatever probably would have made some of these athletes so successful to begin with too right you know what i mean exactly. and maybe exactly. whether like you know stemming from an injury or not you know what i mean but uh but it's cool that you have access to that that's wild that's got to be like pretty eye-opening because like you said to the, to the trained eye you're not going to see that yeah and, and Anthony, like, you make a good point. Um, like, like you said, you know, these kids made it this far because that's who they are and that's how they play the game, yeah. right? They were recruited because of the way they played the game in a special way. Everyone, everyone's different, yeah. right? And I think that's where it's hard, where um, you're trying to have this balance of, like, okay, am I going to completely mess up the game, right? Or am I trying to, you know, help them? and reduce the chances of injury, right? Sure. Um, and that's something that, like, you know, Hoodie says it all the time. Like, it's an art. At the end of the day, like, what we do and in the ways that we do it, and I know we all do it differently as coaches, at the end of the day, it's an art, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, on how we program and how we get our athletes ready to, to perform at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, and I think that's why it is crucial to have a relationship with your athletes. Yeah. Um, and to also tell them why you're doing what you're doing. You know, they know their bodies best. Um, and so I think we need to listen to them when they're saying, Hey, this is hurting or this, they know their bodies best. Um, sometimes they don't, and you got to teach them, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they don't know the difference between the quad and hamstring, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think the most important part is just making sure that, you know, we're just observing, we're aware and we're listening. Um, and we're not just, Oh, this is the agenda for today. Yeah, you know yeah yeah that's a partnership so, right there's like a partnership involved exactly. and all that stuff yeah for sure that's cool i have no doubts that obviously you go about it, approaching it that way too so that's cool um how we how are we doing on time right now i know you gotta what's that what's that once your hard stuff uh, i'm yeah i'm good okay um, all right um yeah, yeah you just there's something i want to be conscious of that because i know you actually have like places you gotta go you don't work from home like me so you, like, you gotta, probably gotta get in a car and drive somewhere but um yeah so um kind of going off of that i would love for like i always try like i always like forget to ask but i want like i try to like extend resources right like it as much as possible so like uh so listeners so um anything in particular that you feel like you pulled a lot of information from whether it be like book podcast a person that you feel like is really like anything that you feel like is really sort of like influenced the way that you you know kind of like view things and it might even be something that like you didn't even realize would like influence the way that you're thinking as much as it does you know what i mean but um you know anything that like any resources or whatever that you think might that might uh help some of our listeners in terms of checking things out Mm, that's a good question um because i'm I'm constantly reading, um, 
like whether it's articles that are coming out and stuff like that. And I think too, um, whenever something comes up, then you go dive deep into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of like sparks of interest I, a little bit. And then like you like go, exactly. you get, yeah, that's kind of what I like about the podcast. Like I feel like the podcast should kind of just like spark interest, not necessarily give like all the answers, but like force people to kind of like go and find the answers and like want to like dig yeah. deeper. Cause it's like, you know, you say you go, you got these rabbit holes, you spend your whole weekend. Next thing you know, you wake up and you're like, damn Sunday, like where, where did I go? I was in the, the dungeon all, all weekend. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be like articles, whatever. Yeah. Like any, it doesn't even have to be anything specific. It could just be like a, a thought process too, like the way that you think and then some of the people that have influenced you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, everybody's got the way they think. I don't think know? people want to know the way that I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, it's, it's crazy though. Cause I mean, think about like, sometimes I'll be like, sometimes you like notice things about yourself and you're like, damn, I've been thinking about this. I've been like viewing this, through this lens for so long. And then you'd be like, Damn, I should check that. You know what I mean? I should try to like maybe like take a look at something else. But yeah, any anything that you feel like has been helpful for you? Um, I mean, I do listen to a lot of podcasts, especially uh Huberman Lab. I don't know if you know. Oh yeah, Huberman's sick. Yeah. yeah. He's so he's so popular now, it's crazy. But yeah. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I mean his podcasts are like two, three hours long. Um yeah. and the amount of information that he gives, like you have to make sure you have time to like, you gotta, like write take notes, notes. Yeah, and, like, yeah yeah um so i love him um and then i mean right now i just got the eight vector by demarco oh nice um, yeah 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 i don't know if you've heard about yeah him. i had um, um i had jordan on actually um okay so yep. yeah 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 i had him on the podcast to talk about the book that was a good book though that was actually honestly because i feel like there's so many books that are coming out that are basically like yeah. reframing the whole concept of like load management and like you know look like working backwards from the demands of the game and i feel like there's so many like everybody's kind of like coming up with their own system to kind of like create this like holistic approach so every book that comes out i'm kind of like dang is this gonna be like that one was actually a little different than a lot of some of the other ones that i've read you know what i mean like i read like you know govern dynamics of coaching you have like the process right there's uh daniel bove's book i think it's a quadrant system or something like that right and then you've got like yeah and i'm sure there's like others out there that i'm you know not mentioning or whatever but when i read this one i was kind of like oh damn this is like a different way to look at this especially for basketball too i feel like that would be super relevant Mm -hmm. yeah so you like that so far? I've just got it. So mm. we're going to dive into it. You'll, you'll like that. I think you'll like that for sure. And then, yeah, like, and then obviously if you, if, after you read it, if there's anything, um, you know, that you want to dive a little bit deeper, like I said, I, I had Jordan on like a while back. I want to say it was like probably a little, little under a year ago um, on the podcast where he did a really good job okay. explaining and breaking it down too. So I might even go back mm. and listen to that podcast over again, even though I try not to listen to myself at all. So yeah. Anyway, sorry, keep going. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, no, and then obviously it's the people who, who's in your corner, yeah. right? Who's in your circle yeah. that you can always, um, reach out to, um, discuss certain things with. Um, I think that's helped me tremendously, especially here at Missouri State. Um, his name's Mitch. He's a great guy. Um, he's like our PT rehab, um, coordinator. Yeah. And, um, like he's constantly, like we just got BFR units from Suji. Nice. So, that's a new thing that we're implementing, um, which has been great. And I love, um, especially for some of my freshmen that will be coming in. I'm excited to use it on them. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we just got some red light therapy. Um, so just, again, just the people you hang out with. And, and if they're constantly growing, then so are you. Yeah, right? no doubt. Um, I'm a believer of, like, who your four to five people are. Like, that's 
eventually like who you're going to become or who you are <laughs> yeah you know right um, yeah your environment your circle absolutely. right yeah that's cool um yeah sorry did you have more that you wanted to say i didn't mean to cut you off no 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 okay that's cool it. um yeah well no i appreciate that and then this is uh this, is, this has been a great podcast i really do appreciate you kind of shedding some light on that and i because I, I know like you know first time i met you i remember you like came in you had a lot of questions you had a lot of energy you had a lot of like just like overall like passion you know what i mean and um yeah. You know, I just think it was like one of those things like, yeah, like she's going to be a really great coach one day, you know, so that's why I was really happy to get you on here and obviously be able to like showcase the skills and the, the knowledge that you have and obviously what you're doing at that level now, because it's just crazy how quickly it happens too. like it happens slow, but then it like kind of like there's like these times where like it'll just like bang, 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 like, oh, dang, like I'm here now. You know what I mean? So you're in it. You're in the game. Right. And it's like, um, but I'm really glad to hear it's going well. But um yeah, so we'll we'll wrap up there. But if you have any like final thoughts or any anything you know you want to kind of close this with or whatever, let any any message for the the listeners or anything like that. Anything else you want to put out there? Um, the floor floor is yours, and then we'll we'll wrap up from there. Nicole, I appreciate it. Um, no, I mean, thank you for your time. Um, I really enjoyed this. Um, <laughs> probably teaching me how to speak better and getting out of my comfort zone. So just continuing to do things that. Um, you're uncomfortable doing so yeah yeah no i i yeah i appreciate no you did you did great that's awesome i appreciate it yeah it is it is a little weird getting on like recording yourself and all that kind of stuff like i'm used to it now but i'm I'm like damn this shit is kind of weird but um no i appreciate you did an awesome job anthony you know i'm sure that it was no struggle for you yeah i know it's us italians we know how to talk we just i was gonna say we just literally just keep talking we're just like we just yeah we've we got all these connector words and we just like fill them in there and just extend words out I remember the first day I met you, I was like, I didn't know, like, you were just going, going, going. Yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, I have to keep up with him. Yeah, I think that was at the time where I was actually drinking espresso, too. I had the espresso machine in my damn office. <laughs> you probably were. <laughs> yeah. Especially was... in the morning with football. Oh my God, yeah. I remember I remember those days, I was like, damn, man, we, we would have, like, the whole, like, like staff would be coming down. I had this, like, $500 espresso machine in my office and we'd be like making espressos for half the squad. Like, those, those things oh, would light you up too. Those, those were like, those beans were straight from Italy too. I'm like, damn, man. It's just like, <laughs> the not, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The real stuff. Well, anyway, no, you did an awesome job. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm really glad that you got a Thank chance you. to do this and uh, yeah, for listeners, we'll catch you guys next time.